You ready for Freddy? Now that's a fucking bong hit. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddy Correa. Hey everybody, happy Cinco de Mayo. Fuck, I had a really good intro. Well, I felt good about it. I don't know if maybe it wasn't that good. It was 17 minutes though. 17 minutes. Uh, I, I talked about Cinco de Mayo, how it's not really celebrated in Mexico. And ah, shit. It didn't, it recorded with no audio. The fuck, man. Anyways, that sucks. That always sucks. If you podcast, you know how much that sucks. But, um, yeah. Enjoy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Hope you have some drinks. Oh, I talked about Cantaritos. If you want to have a good Mexican drink, try a Cantarito. I I gave the recipe. All right, so check it out. The recipe for a Cantarito, if you never heard of it, it's kind of like a margarita. I'll repeat this part. Then we'll just get to the show. The cantarito, a cantaro, first of all, is this um, a jar made out of clay. It's where people would, um, like a pitcher, they would put in uh, water and bring it from the river. And that's, you would drink your water from the from the cantaro. Um, or from the, a well, which would be probably uh, better than the river, cleaner. <laughs> um, but a cantaro... So a cantarito would be a little jar, like a little little pitcher of clay. And and you make these uh, drinks. You don't have to have that special kind of uh, glass, obviously. But, so so the drink. Let me give you the, the rundown on the drink. If you want to make this, it's like the poor man's margarita, you know, kind of like squirt and tequila. Except it's like on steroids. So you're going to add, uh, squeeze in grapefruit juice squeezing some uh oranges some lime uh some lemon and and it's all like what do you want more of i i kind of liked it to taste more like orange for my taste i I really liked a little bit more orange into it so i added a little bit more than than anything else and then you throw in some squirt i like to throw in diet squirt less sugar obviously (laughs) you're already throwing all this shit um and uh but yeah you could do that or even diet um seven up or diet sprite but it's it's really 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 good um throwing some tequila you you don't even feel the fucking tequila it feels like the tequila that's why it could be a dangerous drink because the fucking tequila is just snuck in there um but you throw a shitload of tequila in there Leaving the the, the 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 peels, the the fruit peels makes it look good and it sucks it in, the juices, um, mix it up, throw in some ice, and you have yourself a really refreshing drink. And that's a cantarito. So happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Mexico still lost the the the, the war. Uh, they won a battle against the French. That's what Cinco de Mayo comes from, uh, 1862. But um, then the French came over and fucked them, fucked them over with a bigger army. So, yeah, they got fucked and they took over the city of Mexico. So let's celebrate that. 
Let's celebrate that they did take over the city of Mexico. They took over, um, and then Mexico freed themselves, and now we're able to celebrate uh, an American-Mexican holiday because uh, it got popular in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten more days, guys. May 15th is the day they said uh, we're going to start opening up Vegas, so the rest of the country is starting to open up, so... It's going to be a process, but we're getting there. All right, guys, let's get this episode started with my buddy, Scott Wharton from the Not Cast podcast. We did a swap cast. Go check him out. Check him out. Uh, go to his feed on on iTunes. He's all over the place on Stitcher. I have Pocket Cast. I found him on there. So look him up. Anywhere you get your podcasts, look up Scott Wharton's podcast, the Not Cast Podcast. This was a fun episode. We talked about comedy, our love for uh, psychedelic talk, conspiracies, and um, growing in comedy. Pretty much, we, my buddy, my buddy uh, Scott Wharton, uh, Scott uh, Cunningham, tagged him, uh, Scott Wharton on one of my posts where I said, "Hey, who should be on the podcast?" and he tagged him and. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, because, excuse me, I just fucking, it was one of those burps where you, like, you swallow, ugh, ooh, that was bad. Um, yeah, my buddy Scott Warren, he does comedy, I've known him for a couple of years, and uh, I said, why not just do a swap cast? And I really enjoy uh, Scott's podcast, so make sure you check that out. I love his conversations um, he does with his friends out there in the dc area so we talked about how we started uh how he started listening to uncle joy's podcast as well so yeah man enjoy this episode it's a very fun show scott's a good dude you know when i first got saw scott that he was just like a party fucking like a stoner uh spicoli i'm not gonna lie but man holy shit he blew my mind this guy is He's he's great, man. It's like me. You look at me. What do you think? Oh, fucking Persian, fucking Arab, or uh, bald with this goatee. Maybe he's just like uh, some some cholo, you know. Like yeah, sometimes we judge books by by the cover. Um, I'm a fat cholo from the homies, you know. But um, but yeah, it's 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 great to talk to him. It was a very fun conversation. He said it was one of the funnest podcasts he's done. And I got to say the same. I, I had a lot of fun doing this episode, guys. So enjoy, my friends. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Freddie Correa or Correa. It don't matter. Uh, we're over here uh, on the Swapcast. Thanks for the invite. Podcast is doing a Swapcast with This Is Not a Podcast with the host Scott Wharton. What up, bro? What's up, Freddie man? How you doing, Freddie Correa? Yes, Freddie Correa. That's right. You said it right. That's perfect. So I'm you're saying good. a lot a lot of people mess that up, huh? Oh, since I was a kid, man. How often does a host of a comedy show mess that up? Oh quite a bit. Because even <laughs> if I tell them it's it's Korea, they'll just go with that. This is the most most um frequent one they always say Carrera Carrera yeah the two R's for some reason throws in an extra syllable that's not there (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> yeah, but since I was a kid, man, it's it's been happening since I was a kid. It's like I'm used to it. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, people always give me the. I'm always Horton. Here's a who. That's what my name always is. <laughs> Scott Wharton Horton. Here's a who. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any jokes about the Freddy Korea? <laughs> you know, I tried. I tried to do some jokes about um, the closest I ever got. I'm not Korean, and you know, nah, no, no, that yeah. shit worked. <laughs> <laughs> right? It felt like it felt like too hacky or something. Yeah, it's like sometimes you know, like I get it. Sometimes people have to address something, the obvious, but it's not too. It's not like. I don't know. Like, I feel like when you go on stage, no one really remembers your name anyway, unless you're known, you know? Right. Unless you're Chappelle or Rogan or whatever. Yeah. Your name's not going to matter. Like, when people trip out on me for, for um, fucking up their names when I host, I always, I've, I've had conversations with friends of mine that have been in the game for a long time and they're, you know, credits, the name, it just, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just don't let that ruin your mood before you get on stage. Don't let it ruin your set. Oh, yeah. I've ruined people's moods. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that's. I've, I mean, there's definitely times that I can – I'll get discouraged in the middle of a set, especially at open mics when I'm trying new material out. And it's like if I have a momentum and then something just doesn't hit, I, I like, get discouraged, and it just changes my whole vibe. And – uh you got to learn to have like a quarterback mentality A quarterbacks, you know, you, you got to be forgetful. You got to forget that interception. Yeah, that's true, man. Because I'll, we all, we feed off of it, right? We feed off of the crowd. Yeah. 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 At least, at least I do. I feel, I feel the same way as you, man. Like, you know, like something's not working or they're not responding. And it's like, you know, yeah, man. It it, it, yeah. It hurts. It bums you out. Yeah. <laughs> But I like that analogy. That's pretty good. Like the quarterback, forget you fucked up and uh, keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like if you throw an interception, you throw a fumble, you just got to like, you know, when you come back out on offense, you don't act like you threw a fumble or you you threw an interception or or fumbled the ball. You just, you know, keep trying to get a touchdown. Keep going back to what you're doing. Yeah, Um, that's good. I like that. But they have more time to adjust than we do. They get to go back to the sidelines, sit down, look at film. With us, it's it's instantaneous, you know. Yeah, they get to go back and drink some Gatorade, play pocket pool with that little thing they put their hands in to warm up, and <laughs> a little hand warmer. Yeah, a little, and then and they get another shot. We like, have you ever like? At least it happened to me when I was like starting out. Like, I would eat shit, and then I would ask, "Can I go up again?" And it's like, no, it's it's never gonna work again in the same show. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely not going to – and, like, even if you go up and do different jokes, you've already just, like, killed the vibe for yourself. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So, like, for those people that night, they're just already, like, tuned out as soon as you come back up. You got to wait till you reset again, like Grand Hollywood Day. You can't do it in the same day or the same yeah. show, at least. Yeah, you yeah. just got to wait. to gotta Unless you know how to wipe their memories from the bullshit you just – fucking the dog shit you just <laughs> offered them. <laughs> Right. What was uh, what were some of your? How long have you been doing comedy, Freddie? Uh let's see. I know you're. I know you're older than me. Yeah. Let's see. Um, 
oh, uh, let's see, nine years, I want to say. 2011. Yeah, it'll be nine years this summer in August. Nice. Yeah, yeah. How, about, how about you? I've been doing it a little over two years now. It was two years on March 8th. Oh, it's dope, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really cool. Like, um, I don't remember what day it was. I, I, I Facebook will remind me, like, but I know it's in August. But it's, um, ni- it's nice knowing your comedy birthday, I guess. Well, yeah, well, um, it's actually a friend of mine's actual birthday, too. So it kind of makes it easier to remember. Really? So, you, you, like, you were at a – did you have it planned already? No, no, it wasn't planned like that at all. It just kind of, that's just the kind of the way it worked out. And your friend was there? No, no, she wasn't there, but um, oh, okay. it just makes it easier for me to remember. It's like, oh, okay. March that's 8th, a, yeah. 14th I thought you birthday. were like at, at an open mic with your friend. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to do it for you, for your birthday. You <laughs> yeah, <out>. right. <laughs> no, um, they started doing open mics at a bar near the motel where I live. And I went like, I went like the first three weeks they did it and uh, just sat and watched. Kind of got a feel for, you know, what everybody was doing. And then like the fourth week, I had about three minutes of material by that time. And I came and had enough drinks (laughs) that I was great (laughs) to do it. That's Um, dope. And then like, I just caught the fucking bug, man. I was so hyped that night. I had had a decent set my first night. My second night, I bombed hard. Oh yeah, dude. So so you bombed hard. Like, did did you try to do the same jokes or? No, it was different jokes, and everything was so like long winded. And I was kind of like, I was I was like arrogant about my, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a girl, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I was still growing as a human being too, and I still am every day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I bombed hard, and that was actually uh, my uncle and my cousin were there. That's the only time they've seen me do comedy. Oh, <laughs> they probably think. <laughs> oh shit! That's and that's the only time they've seen you do it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! So you haven't yeah. had redemption from that? No. So they probably like they don't really follow my Facebook or anything, so they don't like. Yeah. They have progression so anytime they hear me talk about it two years later they probably don't take me seriously at all yeah. you know behind my back they're like scott fucking sucks <laughs> i said <laughs> and tell this Michelle obama joke it was no good <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. yeah what about you i have one of those too bro like um i i i started doing cable up in reno um, I live in Vegas now, but like up in Reno back in 05. So I have like these old cable buddies um, uh, that I've been friends with for shit over over 10, almost 15 years. And and um, I was at Skankfest, not last year, but the year before. And um, uh, Big J and Rebecca, um, they put me up. I wasn't part of Skankfest the um, last year I was, but the year before I, I I was just over there as a fan. But they put me up because I was a comic, so I got on the show with um, you know Steve Renazizi is on it, Art Shafir, like all these fucking killers, right? And and I, I'm like around the twelfth comic, and right before I'm about to go on stage, I ran into my buddies, the cable dudes, the cable guys. And, bro, I had not seen him since I left Reno, like, maybe eight years ago. So 
I have a beer now. One of my buddies, his name's Stacy, he has a beer now. And he's like, he's like, hey, uh, isn't your name Daniel? Because my first name's Daniel. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who, who, who the hell would know that out here? And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's Stacy. What up, dude? And, and bro, he didn't know I did comedy. So that night I, I told him I did comedy. And he's like, he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I'm here because I love, I love the skanks. You know, I love Legion, Legions of Skanks. And, and I'm actually going to perform right now. He's like, you're a comic? I'm like, yeah, I'm a comic. So I'm like, stay, stay, stick around. I'm about to go up like in two more sets. And it was the coolest surprise to run into my homies. But then when I was about to go up, um, they were going to do Legion of Skanks podcast upstairs. This is at the Creek in the Cave. It's like a, um, it's it's like the comedy club where they used to do Skank Fest back in the day. Okay. So and the room fucking clears, dude. So everybody goes upstairs to go see Legion of Skanks. And then here I go. I'm about to go up. And now my friend Stacy and my other homie, they're there anxious to see me perform. And bro, I ate dog shit. It was oh, because like, there was no crowd. Yeah, it was part of that. Yeah, I, that too, man. I gotta say that. But you know, as a comic, you don't want to blame it on something else. No, you but, never want to blame it on the crowd or an aspect like that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're shitty crowds. I get it, but it was more like there was no crowd. But it doesn't change the fact that I ate dog shit. I still ate right. dog shit. And I fucking had a little panic attack and I started doing crowd work because the jokes weren't hitting. And all I could think of, my friends that I haven't seen in over eight years, they just found out that I'm a comic. We, like, this fucking coincidence that they're fans of Legion of Skanks, so am I. I never knew that. And now here we are, they're seeing me just eat shit. So and they're missing the podcast to watch you eat shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That so went not, through my head too. Like I made them not go to the podcast upstairs so they could see me. So you bombed in front of your friends who you hadn't seen and who didn't know you did comedy, and you bombed at Skankfest. Your yes. first time. Yes. As a guest, yeah. they gave you they gave you a crumb and you fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it. I had one job to do. I fucked it up. But you rede- you redeemed yourself ultimately, though, at least as far as Skankfest is is concerned. You you went back and you did Skankfest last year. Yes, as far as Skankfest goes, yes. Because you, you know, I know it got them uh, canceled this year, but did you get invited this year? I I had not heard from them this year yet, and it was kind of like last year. Um, they kind of told me like a week and a half before, and I was already going. I had bought tickets, so I said, "Yeah, I'm down." And you know, so I don't know if I was going to be part of it this year. Right. Um. I was going to go regardless, but, uh, yeah, it did get canceled or pushed back. So, but, um, the, the crazy thing is that last year when I went, yeah, I did redeem myself, but it, my buddies, they, they were there at Skankfest again. Um, but they didn't get to see my set. They missed it because the night before they got too drunk and they totally missed it. Maybe it was on purpose though. <laughs> <laughs> what but, what was that? Was it the same buddies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, same yeah, yeah. So they watched you bomb. So they're like, "Oh yeah, we got drunk." Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Daniel, we got drunk. Exactly. Meanwhile, <laughs> they were actually watching the podcast that time. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They were probably a kill Tony or something. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's like they were probably watching Carlos Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> that was they were like well, we would rather watch Carlos Mencia than see that dog shit. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. So you really, you really like Legion of Skanks? Is that kind of what you would? Is that kind of the umbrella of humor that you, that your brand falls under? Um. For stand-up, I'll tell you this. Look, for stand-up, I like, I would say, like, for podcasts, I would say, yeah. I love that humor for podcasts. I like the edginess, you know, even though I'm not as edgy myself. You won't see me on Facebook be as edgy. And, you know, because I got family on Facebook. And, you know, I, I, I try to be very respectful. But it, I just love the humor. I And I love the the... The, the friendship they have with other comics that I like, the networking of it, like, right, right. West Coast comics, like Tony Hinchcliffe will go out there, Red Band and um, um, Sam Tripoli, those guys, Ari Shafir. So I really like how they're all friends. Instead of being like East Coast versus West Coast comics, it's right. like, it's, they're also, they're all really cool with each other. And we're all like brought together by comedy. But if you were to ask me what kind of stand-up I like, I, I like more like it, it's pretty like spread out too, but like Chris Rock, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, I grew up watching a lot of the. You know, by the time I was a teen, watching stand up, Steve Martin was here. He had retired already from from stand up, but I love Steve Martin. I, I would watch his videos, his stand up videos, just him being wacky, fucking Jim Carrey. Okay, you know. Stuff like that. So I think my range, my, my style of comedy, as far as it, it's very, it's very broad. To be honest, it's very broad. It's it's not just like that umbrella. I would say. Okay. And that's a, I, that's you as a performer. Yeah, as a performer, as a fan of comedy too. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a weird. Lot. Like people that say like, "Hey, you like Legion of Skanks, but how how could you like Seinfeld?" You know, I'm like, I don't know. It's it, funny. It's funny to me. It's I can't yeah. just say I like dirty or or just clean. You know what I mean? I think that's something that makes a really good comedian too is to be able to appreciate comedy and in, in its entire spectrum. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I've always, for lack of a better word, like prided myself in that I just have a good overall sense of humor. Like it doesn't matter if it's, you know. Um, Andy Griffith's show or Jim Gaffigan or Fresh Prince or if it's Legion of Skanks or you know Jeff Ross or David Tell it's funny yeah. as funny you know funny is funny funny is funny dude and you just mentioned everybody I like right there so it's like you see what I mean like yeah that's pretty broad it's like Jim Gaffigan super clean and then you have the keen David Tell you know right um, I, um some of my influences are like and this uh, Rogan for podcast and comedy, uh, Chappelle, and then another big influence of mine is Bill Hicks, but not as like I don't. I've I've already had problems with like my anger issues in the past, and I'm trying to get away from being an angry person. So as much as I love Bill Hicks and Bill Burr, I don't want to be that type of comic that's like, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs and. Uh, <laughs> Um, I appreciate it and I love it. I just, I don't personally want to be that aggressive. Yeah. yeah. 
like ranting type of thing. Right. I still, the subject matter, you know what I mean? The type of things that they talk about, Bill Burr and, and uh, Bill Hicks specifically, are yeah, things yeah. that I'm interested in, things that I want to talk about and play on too from my own perspective. But I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like Lewis Black. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't oh, want to yeah. be like Bill Hicks or Bill Burr. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just feel it's not healthy for me personally, for, for my psyche. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, you don't want to be get you like get work too worked up and shit. Right. Also, I think I, I really like Bill Hicks and the messages he had to spread, but I think his tone kind of hurt him. You know what I mean? It's kind of that Alex Jonesy in your face, screaming tone and. um the mainstream can't handle that. So if you're going to pitch those type of ideas to people, um, you can't be, and I'm not trying to put down Bill Hicks. Um, you can't be like a fear monger. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to learn for myself is how to, how to say the things that Bill Hicks says, but say them as if, um, I was Mitch Hedberg. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. like a different. Yeah, it's like the same I, I, ideology type of thing, but you don't want to be a preachy, like kind of preachy, preaching right. to the to the people, like because I could see the difference between Bill Burr and Hicks is that Burr makes fun of himself a lot. Yeah, right. And Bill Hicks was more like a preacher, telling right. what's up. Yeah. yeah which, I mean. I, I cannot take anything. I'm not trying to take anything from him. I mean, he's one of the greats and one of my uh, yeah. biggest oh, influences. Yeah. But I'm like, huh, I like what you did there. I want to try and go about it a different way. Yeah. That's how you make something your own, you know? Yeah. What great bands do. They have an influence and then they make it their own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and us being young comics, you know, um, it's like, we're all what is it the thing they're always telling us you got to find your voice you got to find your voice and it 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 will happen eventually but it's like everybody finds it at a different time um just because uh you've been doing let's say two years and then someone else comes in six months or or let's say a five-year comedy like it's funny to me when we all kind of like measure ourselves by the years because it it's really what it comes down to is how much you do it within that year, the first year, the second year. Like, do you get up? Like, there's people, I, and I hate to say, man, but there's people that started before me, I mean, after me, and they're way surpassed me, dude. Way surpassed me. Now, I, I question myself is it because um, I have a day job? I would say, yeah, but I could still, I don't have kids though. So, like, why, why don't I get out more? You know? So, I, I'm performing, but I'm not performing as much as some of these guys. Like, I have a buddy of mine, his name's Spiro. Um, we used to co-host a show together, and this guy, man, he's, like, I've I've headlined shows or closed them before, but I can't say, like, I'm a headliner. And I could say right. my buddy Spiro, he started, like, about three, four years ago. And he's he's out there, like, if you go out to an open mic anywhere in Vegas, he's there working out. So he's out there, and and he just headlined uh, Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club not too long ago, and he's only three years into it, you know. So it's like, it's it's always like, the more work you put into it, 
you'll you'll reap your rewards depending on how much work you put in, you know? Right. No, and even like, you know, we met from the church group and uh, we talked about Rogan. Even people like Joey and Joe, they're at the comedy store or the ice house or whatever it is every night, five nights a week. You know, they're 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 there three to five nights a week and then they're doing their weekend shows too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It never stops. And yeah. uh, that's what I hate about this coronavirus mess because I was really getting on a roll myself. I was hosting three shows a week, doing the uh podcast and then you know, had some paid gigs coming my way too for the weekends. And it's yeah, like, wow, yeah, yeah. you know, I was really, I was catching good momentum. And then I was looking forward to all the other momentum that was coming, all the reps, you know, yeah. um, like yeah, anything, yeah. you know, it takes reps, it takes hours, you know, 10,000 hours. So now yeah. all of us, you, me, Joey, you know, the guy who started, who did one open mic before coronavirus started, we're all back to kind of the same place. Yeah, dude. Um, I wonder how, and you know, the, the, the greats that are the, the living legends that, you know, they've been talking about, um, are we going to be rusty when we come back? So if, if mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, and Joey Diaz and, and Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura are talking like that, um, I don't know. I, I wonder how I'm going to be when I come back. <laughs> I've had dreams, like I've had dreams of going on stage again and and trying to be original. Because in my in the back of my head, I've been thinking about that too. And I'm like, and you you've heard it on other podcasts or other people talking about. It. It's like when we come back, we're just gonna be hacks because we're all gonna talk about the same shit. So I've had I had these dreams where I'm like trying to be trying to you know address the obvious. Yeah, we were all stuck at home and all that. Like, or but but I. I I guess we're all going to have our own version, obviously. Right. It's just not going with the low-hanging fruit because then, then it's going to become a fucking hack show. Right. Um, and it's like everybody's going to have that low-hanging fruit. It's how high – how much of the tree do you climb after that? You know, how far <laughs> do you branch off after the low-hanging fruit? Yeah. Because um, it's like, like, yeah, blah, blah, coronavirus and – all right, but what are the premises that you have built off of that now? And how deep yeah. do those? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you got to have your own ver- version of um, of your your point of view, what you went through or something. But maybe just address it a little bit and then go back to, like, I, that's what I was going through in my dream. Like, I, re- I remember vividly in my dream. I remember saying, like, okay, I'm just going to address it, and then I'm just going to do my jokes, do my jokes. And, and I think I've had like three dreams already like that where um, I'm just doing my set. But I, the, what's scary about the dream is I can't, I, I can't, it's not that I can't hear the laughter. I can't see what the results were. I'm trying to see the audience. Did they laugh? Did they not laugh? Um, and I can't see. It's kind of like you ever had a dream where you're trying to run fast and you can't run? Something's stopping yeah, it's you. like you want to get concrete or quicksand. Yeah, exactly, like that. And I'm trying to see, and I can't. And then um, I don't know what else happens, but it, I thought about that. I'm like, what are we going to do? But it's like we're all kind of – here. here's the nice thing about it, though, bro. Um, can you imagine going in a coma and everybody advances and passes you? That's the nice thing. We're not all – we're not in it by ourselves. Everybody else is on this shit. Right, right. So like the greats, 
the greats, everybody that's fucking, everybody's kind of like on freeze, on pause mode. And, yeah. Um, what's but, interesting, oh, go ahead. Because of that pause mode, what kind of habits is everybody forming and what kind of discipline does everybody have? Yeah. Me personally, I've been struggling with sitting here and, and fucking off. I've just been getting back in my momentum of my creative habits in the past like three days. So, mm-hmm. and that's since February or, you know, I mean, I was in February up until this stuff stopped. I was still kind of working on stuff because I was doing open mics a couple times a week and podcasts, but I wasn't as disciplined and as into it as I should have been. Whereas the past three days, I've been really on top of my stuff, you know, do, uh, not just working on comedy, you know what I mean? Working on different branches of my brand or my life, whatever, trying to get all of my shit together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was, I was fucking off for a couple, for weeks before that. So if quarantine lifted tomorrow and everybody was able to go do stand up Thursday, I would, I would be naked a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't have as much material as I should. Right. Right. So. Right. I'm gonna have to listen to, to some of your audio. Do you record your sets? I do record my sets. Good, good. Yeah, because I, I, I'm thinking like some of us, we're gonna have to go back and listen to it because I mean, shit, stand up is so fucking hard. You can't just practice. I mean, you can in front of the mirror, but what the, you know, it's it's yeah. so awkward. There's a certain rhythm that you get with it, and a certain cadence. Yeah. As you, especially as you find your voice. That you, you start to get your own cadence and you tune your guitar to you know what it is that you want to say and do and then it's like with all this time off and all this time in between shows it's yeah you, are, are you going to pick that back up the way that you've been doing it is it going to be like a bicycle yeah um yeah man, i think it's, it's going to be understandable if we all bombed the first couple times (laughs) (laughs) right it's gonna be forgiven yeah and i think the audience is gonna be very i I, i'll tell you this you 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 know those shows where you go and 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 everybody like everybody has a shit set like because the audience was just a shit audience right remember how we said we we don't want to blame the audience but sometimes you do have a shit audience where it's like if if the headliner fucking struggled too the guy that's been doing it way longer than us and everybody's eating shit, then I think that's a hint that the audience was just not, it was not there. Like, you know, um, I think that's going to not be there in the beginning, at least. I think everybody wants to laugh. So we're not going to have those shitty audiences. That's my prediction. I could be wrong, but like. You're right, too. Um, And this is kind of getting off topic for a second, but some of my philosophy in life and laughter is that laughter comes from a place of like anxiety and discomfort. My bad, bro. You sound a little muffled. Um, sorry. Um, I think that laughter sometimes comes from a place of like anxiety and discomfort. Oh yeah. And that is something that universally we have all been dealing with. So everybody's going to be so tightly wound. Yeah. That, you know, when this is done, um, that they're going to be so ready to cut loose and laugh that, you know, it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be like you're in high school again and 
you know, that girl that you don't really have a crush on, but she's in love with you is just laughing at every stupid fucking thing that you say. It's going to be like that again, you know. Well, oh, Scott, you're so funny. You know, it's going to be like that. Uh, I don't know what you did, but now you sound great. Okay, yeah, sorry. I don't know what I did either. Do I, sound, <laughs> do I still sound great? Uh, it sounded like, like the microphone was against your skin or something. <laughs> no, I, I turned I turned my head to the side for a minute, and then um, <laughs> I kind of had the grab in between like me and the phone. So uh, that might have had something to do with it, you know. Uh, but but I could hear you though, so don't worry, it's, it's all clear. But um, okay, cool. But I agree with you. That, like that's gonna it's gonna be almost like in the beginning. It might I I predict it might be a little too easy. It might it might even give us a little false hope. But it, it's right. but we might need it though. It's gonna be a nice little boost. Right, right, right. But that's in moments like that, that's when you have to remain your own biggest critic. And and that's when it's important to film yourself and do the Monday morning back to the quarterback analogy. Now you're a Monday morning quarterback. Go back and watch that game film and go, yeah. All right, this was a good set, but right here, these two little spots, if I could hit these two spots that just ties everything together so much more. Yeah. I've had some really good sets, you know, uh, and where I was like, I could, I could feature right now at the funny bone with this set that I just did. Yeah. But then I've gone home and watched it and been like, huh, I forgot a lot, a tag here. Yeah. And I kind of screwed up my wording in this spot. And if I didn't do that, if I just put in a little bit more time, rehearsing or rewriting my jokes and remembered those two things then this would have been over the top yeah so uh, you gotta watch yourself and be your own biggest critic and find those little spots that's like what's gonna send it over the top what's and what's really gonna tie this all together yeah and that that's so good that you listen to it dude i um i i always like when i see some comics they do something brand new spontaneous on stage and they'll never remember because they didn't record it. You know, that's the worst. That yeah. is the absolute worst. Yeah. And it seems like the times, the couple times that I haven't had somebody there to record my set, those have been the best sets that I've had. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that, if that's a conscious thing, if that's like, do I do better because I know I'm not on camera or is that just, uh, I think it is. Hold the dice. <laughs> I think it could be a little bit of both, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been times where I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Like sometimes, I, like for the most part, I record audio, um, and I'll, I'll try to. Lately, I've tried to record more video, but um, there's been times like this last time um, on the, one of the episodes I posted uh, when we had to close the club. I wish I would have had video of that night because I. It was a really fun set, and it's one of those sets where you're like, "Oh, I could send this to something." You know, I could, this could be my next set. I could send to people, right, for, right, for, for bookings and stuff. But um, I think that I mean, I know at least for me that fucking knowing that there's a camera that really does kind of fuck with me sometimes. Yeah. Yep. But, or but, you know, another another thing too is like. What about nights that you have a really good set and you know you're doing good, but there's a small crowd or uh, just a not receptive crowd? So on film, because there's no laughter, it doesn't 
it doesn't hit the same way when you send it to a book or when you post it online or, or whatever, or go back and watch it. That can be equally frustrating. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird game, man. It's fun though. It's so fun. I got to ask you, Freddie, what's it like opening to Joey Diaz? Oh man, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's so good that you don't believe it's real. And then the coronavirus happens. That's how good <laughs> Right. How many times have you opened for them? Uh, I would three, three times. Um, one, one in Reno at my home club. And, uh, a couple years later, that was, that was, um, the booker, the owner of the club booked me to open for him. And, uh, and then I developed a relationship with him and he, he asked me, he reached out to, to do a spot at South Point, maybe like three years ago. And did two nights there, and 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 recently uh, at the Treasure Island. So, and I gotta say this too: Joey Diaz is like, he's a comics comic man. He just by doing little spots that I've only done little spots. I've never like featured. You know, he takes care of you. He'll he'll take care of you. Like, I believe it. So I mean, it's like I'm, I'm in Cleveland when I went up there to see him. Man, and I can barely hear you. My bad, bro. I met him. I met him when I went up to Cleveland and saw him. Can you hear me good? No, you sound oh. muffled. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, perfectly. All right. So I met him when I went up to Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he was super like open and and I only talked to him for a couple minutes, man. But he was super open arms and and yeah, you know, dropping knowledge on me and just talking to me like I was. Like I was family from a long time ago. Yeah. You know? Now he he recognized me when he saw me because of me posting my stand up in the church, and also because um, the guy that I went up there to meet Matt, him and I like uh, hung out with George Perez the, uh, that day before the set that night. So like we had told George Perez about how we tripped the night before and I rode the bus up from Virginia. <laughs> he had told all that shit to Joey. You know, I hung out with these fans and this is what they did. Uh, cool. So and Joey, he knew who we were. Nice. Um, yeah, man, he was just super like arms wide open and just so such a loving guy. Such a fucking loving guy. Isn't he? It's, it's great. And, and that kind of um, that kind of uh, electricity that he carries around him I, I don't know if that's the word or energy whatever it is man it spreads out to his listeners the, the people who listen to the podcast that and it's it's funny that's called the church of what's happening now podcast because it really is like if we're a church you know? yeah it's like, it like yeah we might i see us fighting against each other now and then. i mean i don't get involved but i see it happen but <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's like a church. I grew up in church, and I remember seeing that shit in church. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, and like, no, it's a family, and that's what families do. They they yeah. bicker and argue sometimes, especially on Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially over Santa, you know, that's what happens with family. <laughs> Let me ask you this: um, I, I always wonder, like, because you met you myself, we met through um, 
the Facebook group, right? And and this right. is why we're also doing the, the swap cast. Um, cause I had, I think I had asked or you asked, I think it was me, right? I asked who so posted on Facebook and was like, kind of like an open invitation to people to do the podcast or asking people like, who would you want to see? And Scott Cunningham tagged me and a couple people liked it. Yeah. So I, I was like, hell yeah. And then, um, you know, you suggested that we do the swap cast and I was like, even better. Hell yeah. Scott, Scott Cunningham. Um, that's he, he's the one that created this the church group we're talking about, and yep. him and and all the other guys, the people that are in the group, they're all so supportive. You know, like I, 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 I always feel bad like trying to promote to them, and they do it themselves. They'll they'll grab the link, they'll see I post it on my page, and they'll share it. And it's so nice of them. It's like so cool. So, um, yeah, big shout out to Scott. For, for uh yeah for suggestion there yeah you got a, a group and and then all the you know because i was an admin or uh, moderator once before that group and everybody in that, in that um everybody that's involved with that scott and uh John, oh i can't hear you can you hear me now no it's no. like it's really bad maybe maybe can we should try to know uh Maybe no headphones? I don't know. It's like the mic or something. Like you tried to call me. How's that? Here. Oh. I, I could hear you. You can hear me? Yeah, you sound great. Okay. So, um, yeah, but... Um, you you were saying you were an admin? Say it again? You you were saying you you were an admin on the group? Yeah, I was an admin with you guys before too. I think you're an admin or a moderator too. But um, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I've been in that group chat and and um, I've been a part of that mess. And I know how stressful it can be trying to manage that group and all the, um, you know, all all the the drama that that has gone on in there. You know, it's it's not easy to do that. It's 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 really not nah. easy for them to manage the Facebook group the way that they do. So um. I don't see how Scott Cunningham holds it together, man. Him starting the group and managing it—he's he's such a great dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recently asked him. I want. I told him I wanted to step down because I, I I'm honored to be an admin, but I'm the worst admin, number one, because I never go in there to administrate anything like control shit or, you know, um, to see who's who's posting something that might get the group shut right, down. Right. Same or, here. Um. Yeah, so I just feel horrible for that. And then number two, recently, um, I won't say it on the air, but I, 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 I meant to block someone uh, twice. Or this happened twice already. I meant to block them, but I didn't know that if you block them, it kicks them out of the group. And I felt, I felt really bad for the second time. And I told Scott, I'm like, dude, I don't think I could be admin, man. I, I feel so bad. Yeah. Um... <laughs> that, that sucks, man. It's like I killed someone, dude. Right. It's like I accidentally killed someone. Right. It's like you voted them out of the family. You voted them off the island, Freddie. Yeah. yeah, dude. And I'm like, goddamn dictator. Yeah, like a fucking North Korean dictator, dude. Now it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. You see, so. But regardless, though, I'm just happy to be part of the family. I'm, and I, like I said, I am honored because for them to to throw me in there as an admin that's really nice but um yeah man scott and all those guys uh oh luke 
Luke, yep. Luke, uh, he told me, he's like, hey, Freddie, this is how you block people. You actually have to go to the profile and then hit block. Because if you do it while like, you're in the Facebook group, it just blocks them from the group as well. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, I see what you did. You were looking at their like group profile instead of their actual profile. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they said something shitty to uh, John Joyce. Um, John was just promoting an episode he did with me. And um, and they went in there and talked shit to him. I'm like, fuck this guy. And I blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, but all of and Allison, too. I think Jason is a part of that, even though Jason doesn't like me very much. Um, who else is a part of that? All, all those all those people involved with that. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of bullshit that they have to put up with BM. Um, so yeah, I think I think a good message to get out of this podcast to be patient to the to the church members is to be patient with your uh, administrators because they're they're trying to live their own lives first of all, and then. You know, they got to put up the yeah. shit, too, like their kindergarten teachers, so. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. And, and I said it uh, on a recent episode before. I'm like, you know what? It, it, it really, it, it is like a, a church in a sense that, like, people are always going to try to split off and start their own little church because they feel like they know more than the leaders. Right. And it's just well, they and it's tribal. The way that they interpreted Joey's word is better than the way that... <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's like we're we're tribal, you yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, and I, I I wonder what Joey thinks sometimes when he sees a bunch of people just fighting and arguing. Oh, and uh, like... He probably thinks we're so <laughs> immature and and just seeking validation <laughs> on so many different levels. Oh, and yeah, once yeah. in a while, he'll chime in with like one word and three, and three periods. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's always funny when he turns into. Because um, I, 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 he commented on my um, when I went to Paducah and actually met Scott Cunningham. Uh, I posted like my stand up from that week that I was there, and that's the one that Joey yeah. saw in the church. And he commented, "Oh shit!" with three exclamation points, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Joey saw that, and I'm so excited. But it's like, anytime he comments on anybody's shit, it's just like no more than three words. You know what I mean? It's like that's all he's got the time for. I, I mean, you know how it is. Imagine how it is for Joey, dude. You know what I mean? Trying to manage all of his, all of his different avenues that he's going down for the entertainment, you know, business. Um, it's funny. I know exactly what you're talking about because, like, one time I posted something about, I forgot what movie it was that I saw Robert De Niro, and I'm like, Robert De Niro never ceases to, like, he, he's a, he never ceases to amaze me. He's an amazing actor. And I got, like, a bunch of likes. Everybody likes Robert mm-hmm. De Niro, you know? So, and then Joey goes in there and leaves a comment. like, you just found out? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And then he, his comment got so many likes. I'm like, God, damn. yeah, yeah. I feel like an ass. anytime he says something, everybody, everybody jumps on it and likes it and replies to it because they're like, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, Joey. I, <laughs> too. I love you. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he leaves a comment, you'll see the replies under his. No, um, I'm excited to get back around him because ultimately my plan is to get this van rolling and turn it into like a camper and get out west and and. And, nice. and camp around the comedy store and bus tables or whatever the fuck I got to do 
to keep my foot in that door. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm, I'm confident that people like Joey and George Perez, because of our interaction that we've had before and um, a few other people will, you know, kind of have my back a little, not have my back, but that I'll have some kind of something when I get there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, dude. And, and on your way over there, I told you before too, when you, when you come to Vegas, I can always point you out to the right places and we'll definitely hang out. Yeah. I would love to do that, man. We could do a live podcast and do some spots. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely, definitely do um, some more podcasting. I definitely want to do more podcasting. Uh, next time, what I want to do is I want to set up my Zoom um, to record it. It's, you know, to the point where we don't have to rely on that. I love this app, but it's not the greatest as far as um, uh, podcasting yet. I don't think it's there yet. And plus, everybody's on the fucking internet right, right. now, over, overloading it. So you'll hear glitches and all that. But um, I definitely want to podcast with you again. And I was listening to your podcast. Uh, I really like your podcast, dude. I like, is that your homie? You do it with him all the time? Um, so, oh, Pete. Um, yeah. so Pete is actually a childhood friend of mine. Um, we, I actually, uh, our families went to the same church. His dad was a preacher and he's the first person that I ever uh-huh. smoked weed with. Uh, so I, I've, I've known <laughs> Pete since I was, I've known Pete so long that we went to see Monday night nitro together uh wcw like that's how long i've known pete we went to go see live wcw when we were kids oh yeah so um that's old school right there i remember seeing going to see wcw and seeing brent brent hart or brent the hitman hart and shit yeah that's um was it like the nwa or wo and goldberg and kevin nash oh yeah yeah fuck yeah yeah back in those days but um so pete he came out he's one of the, my first friends that would come watch me do comedy well pete did the same thing i yeah. did he came and watched for like two or three weeks and then he started doing comedy and he, he oh, been doing wow. comedy for like six weeks four weeks less than i have or something like that not long less than i have and uh-huh. that's kind of like my writing partner he always comes when i was living at the motel he would always come over on wednesday nights and we would write and work on our jokes and kind of like Hey, I would say that here, you know, I would say this here. And then, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we'd go perform on Thursday at the open mic. And then also we've, you know, we've worked on like, um, different scripts and skits and things like that together too. written a bunch of different shit, but, um, he's, he's another local comic. So I, and one of my best friends. So it's like, uh, it's kind of like a Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell relationship. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah. To have a childhood friend um, and, and that's doing stand-up with you also, it's really cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm really lucky. And even if it wasn't a childhood friend, just to have someone that you're both um, uh, like non-comics and, and then you're both doing the same thing that you like, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, um, and th- that's another, I'm so lucky not just because of that, but because of my scene in general, the, the local scene. I mean, we're 50 miles north of Richmond, which is the state capital, and 50 miles south of D.C. Um, mm. So that's where most of the comedy, you know, that's where the funny bones are. And then there's one out in Virginia Beach, too. 
but those are where the bigger scenes are in our area. Our scene in Fredericksburg is really is small. You know what I mean? There's like maybe 15 of us. If we got everyone there that's done open mics, you know, if they were all there on one night, it'd be like 15 or 20 of us. Um, but, but the core group of people that go, we're very much the same as even though we'd haven't all grown up together. Um, we're not really clicky, you know what I mean? Oh, to where when you go to, um, Richmond, everybody's kind of, it's almost like being back in high school and everybody's sitting at their own lunch tables again. Yeah, it goes back to being tribal. Right, it's exactly. Like, tribal. It's just this fucking horrible thing that we have as humans. I fucking, um, it sucks, but you see it. You so know? I try to, I mean, you, you've heard me talk about it. I model some of my stuff off of Rogan, and, and we, we try to model our scene off of that comedy store, you know, comedy seller scene. We, we want to be, we're a family, yeah. and we work together. And if an outsider comes in, we're welcoming you know what I mean? Um, yeah. This is comedy. There's room. There's room for us. Let's you know. Let's let's play. Let's have fun. Let's laugh. Uh, no, that's 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 really cool, man. It's a great mentality, right? So there. I wanted to ask, what's uh, what's your what's your scene like? Where did you start doing comedy? You started in Reno. Have you lived in Nevada your whole life? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I lived in Texas a little bit here and there, a little bit in California, but for the most part. It's, I, I was raised in northern Nevada, so like Lake Tahoe, Carson City, Reno, that's all northern Nevada. Okay. Um, and and then in the last eight years or so, I, I came to Vegas. So my first year I did comedy was in Reno. All right. And then so I'm, I'm more of a I – w- I, I, I'm a Vegas comic, I would say, even though I have a home club when I, when I go back to visit mom or family. I have a place to perform up there, but, um, but yeah, I would say my scene is, is I don't even know the Reno scene that's much anymore. Um, cause everybody, the thing about Reno is that it's such a small town. Um, if you really want to grow as a comic, you definitely, you have to leave at once. Right. Um, so people leave to the people I started with, they don't, they're not there no more. Like they're in, San Francisco, some in LA, some in Sacramento. Right. Uh, I think I'm the only one in Vegas. But yeah, everybody needs to leave Reno. <laughs> I love as much as I love Reno. There's there's only two comedy clubs, um, and those two comedy clubs. If you perform in one, you can't perform the other. It's, it's that fucking hatred they have toward each other. And then you have a few com a few um a few open mics. So right. Maybe and by few I mean like maybe one or two. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, so I I came to Vegas and I I got to, uh, you know this is where I've been growing, you know um, how's the scene over here? I think it's you know it, since it's a bigger city it's definitely you'll you'll have some clicks here and there. But um, are you part of the Vegas Facebook group? By the I'm not group? sure, but I'll definitely accept the invite if yeah. you want to add me to it. Yeah, yeah, I'll add you on there. They fight a lot. There, there's some fights and all that. So there, there's there's some, just like all the other scenes, there's a lot of like, you know, um, you know, some people calling people out. But here's what I really appreciate about Vegas is that when there's somebody that's obviously in the wrong, people are like very like honest. Um, 
So who doesn't fight? Everybody, I guess I would say people fight with each other. But there's been joke thieves that when they get called out, the whole community comes out together and like, nah, that's not yeah. cool. You know, stuff like that. Or, or even, um, uh, I hate to say it, but like just, you know, uh, stuff like harassment, for example. Like if you have a comic that's just being a fucking kind of like a predator. Right. He's going to get called out. And the scene, the scene is very good about like, nah, fuck you. That's not cool, man. That kind of shit. We've so. had a couple guys like that too. And um, kind of the, and I hate to say this because like I said, we try to be a family and all equal, but a couple of kind of the leaders of our group have called those people out. Um, I, I'm sure, Ooh. I'm sure like you've said, yeah. you, you guys try to be as family as possible and as equal as possible, but it does come to a certain point where there's a, certain leadership you know what i mean like um yeah. but yeah some of the people yeah i've because i i host um I, I host three shows i host every open mic in town so um nice. yeah i went from shit i mean you you know when i started and how i started i went from doing open mics and um sometimes hosting shows to i got my own open mic at at um uh, a place in town and started there on Halloween. And then in March, uh, the guy who had been the guy from DC who had been hosting the two other spots in town, he went back to DC because he's having, you know, it's better opportunity for him up there for, you know, so many reasons, but he had, he handed me the other two open mic spots. So since March, when March started, I was hosting three uh, three mics a week, and I actually did that a couple times in February too. But everything oh, everything came good. to a screeching halt. You know what I mean? I was like, "Cool, I'm doing three spots a week. I'm I'm podcasting. I'm talking a lot. You know what I mean? I'm I'm getting I'm getting my reps <laughs> in with my stupid fucking mouth. Because uh, you know, just <laughs> as well as I, this podcasting helps w- with comedy. It's just yeah, it helps a lot, man. Um, yeah, I think podcasting, um, you know, it goes hand in hand with comedy nowadays. And, and to the guys, look, the comics that didn't have a podcast, you know, how many comics I've seen them start a podcast during this, podcast? right? It's like I've seen so many, which is great. I think it's fucking amazing because they're putting out content, right. and uh, I think that's pretty cool just having conversations that people will dig, you know, they'll listen to it and get it entertained because it's still entertaining. I also really like the way that all this content and podcasting and zooming and cross promotion. And I mean, what we're doing right now, swap casting. I like how all of that's like weaving people's networks together, weaving these large networks together. You know what I mean? These large groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though not, well, just learning from the greats, right? I mean, fucking, the reason I know about your mom's house, Bert Kreischer, uh, is because that's what Red Band was doing. He was putting up so many different people and, and Rogan. And and then you start branching out. Oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Now I'm going to listen to that part. That's, if you look at my fucking podcast list, I, it's ridiculous how many podcasts I have. I can't keep right. Too many tabs open. Too many tabs open and too many people. I subscribe. If I like someone, I subscribe, and then I constantly have to fucking delete uh, podcasts from my phone because it's taking up all the time. Right. Um, 
I need to like change it from auto download to just follow. And, but, um, yeah, man, just, just by listening, for example, R. Shafir, listen to his podcast, all the great comics that he's had on, even non-comics and that they, if they have a podcast, guess what? I'm going to subscribe to that shit. So that's what, that's what it's all about. It's like cross, you know, cross promoting and networking and getting the listeners to jump on board. Let me ask you you a question. When you go to, when you go to like, like uh, someone's Facebook business page or follow someone on Twitter or subscribe to their podcast like that, do you believe that there's like a, good karma that comes back from that and maybe that that follow will come back your way too <laughs> yeah sometimes I think, so. I think about that i'm like <laughs> sometimes pass yeah. something without liking it and then i'm like you know what i'm gonna like this because i would i would want it to be liked if it was my post or my page <laughs> yeah oh i see what, yeah 100 percent, bro I, there's times where there's times where I will I will hit like and I didn't even read <laughs> like I just like the fucking I just want to be positive. <laughs> I just know Scott Cunningham posted a status like that's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if Cunningham posted yeah. status. Bro. Yeah, because you that's specifically him. Dude. That's why I use him as an example too, because you know that it's not like he's not poor me about something or causing some trauma or some negative thing you know what i mean he's not airing his dirty laundry it's he's drinking or he's posting a cool song or he's doing something you know he's with his family he's he's doing something that's you know is is it's fucking scott man if if you don't like him there's a problem with you i don't like you if you like scott (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't trust you what's wrong with you what are you hiding (laughs) yeah 100 percent, bro it's like now have you ever seen like you know when they have those uh too long didn't read statuses sometimes those i just want to be positive so i kind of go with with the general like you know if it has several likes if there's a lot of loves i'll put in a love instead of a how or if i see that's more of a but then i don't have to read the whole fucking post you kind (laughs) of go with the rate of traffic (laughs) yeah yeah so if i see a lot of a lot of happy like laugh the laughter emoji um, I'll go with that, you know, but um, now if I leave a comment, that means I did. Right, but, right, right. Yeah, so I don't want everybody to think that I'm just fucking just hitting like, but I do, I do like doing that, man. I like, I like, and you know, what's another thing I like also for good karma? When I see that a friend posts, let's say a podcast or a show, uh, you'll see me not post anything about me the whole day and I'll just be sure. Right. I'll do, I'll so, do stuff like that too. I'll even go back yeah, and, like you know, like if, um, another person that I always have on the podcast is my good friend, Mike Willis. He's a rapper. He's one of my best friends. Um, and, nice. you know, if, if he posts a new song that he's been working on and, and he's trying to get out there, I'll do the same thing. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll even go back and delete posts that was like, all right, I stole this meme. This was a link to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. You know what I mean? This is all unoriginal content. Uh, this isn't my original thought. Let me go back yeah. and, and clean this up, my page, so that more people see, you know, Mike's video or or Freddie's podcast yeah. or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I do. I do. I clean house every once in a while. And I'm not talking about deleting friends, but like I clean house, like as yep. far as my page, I'll do the same thing because. 
at the at the same time you got to clean up your the stuff you're, you're always sharing right, right? um so I, i'll i'll go in there and clean a bunch of like funny videos that like you said they're not right original. why not let let if someone's coming into my page let them see someone i'm supporting that i know and i really want them right. to support them no like, yeah i'll literally look at yeah. something sometimes and be like the people who needed to see this saw it delete yeah yeah there you go that exactly i do the same thing like even if it's an old flyer yep, i've done too. that too where the show already passed i'm like okay time to delete this shared thing no because your page gets saturated and it's like if if you can get them to grab on to um and it sucks engaging with facebook but if you reply and can sit there and kind of keep people engaged with the post it it the algorithm shows it to more people um we all need little like i need to hire like a little facebook monkey who can just sit here and fucking type emojis for me all day (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh Dude, um, I see you have like, and, and you have a great following. Uh, people always like engage with you on Facebook, and um, and I, I heard you on the podcast where you say sometimes you add just interesting people that you don't even they don't even have to be comics or, and and I've added some like you know that people you may know little thing when you're scrolling yeah. on Facebook. I've gotten so many interesting ones, of just random people, uh, that when I go to the profile, it says mutual friend, Scott Wharton. I'm like, Oh, that's the one mutual friend. It's you. Yeah. Man. I've added <laughs> some really interesting people. There's, I'm sure there's a lot in there. That's like dead space. Not, not saying that those people are useless, but I'm saying that that probably don't even really use their profiles anymore or whatever, or don't necessarily yeah. engage with mine. But man, there is like a really cool core group of people that um, they're liking it. Uh, they're liking and commenting a lot of stuff that I post. They're super engaged with me. They're messaging me all the time, um, offering me similar opportunities like you are to come, come hang out, come do a podcast. When you come through my area, I want to see you do an open mic. And I'm so lucky to have that, that core, you know what I mean? Cause adding them randomly adding people was easy, but, I got lucky because so many of them are so supportive and have seen what I'm doing and are like, hell yeah. And have totally gotten behind it. Yeah. And um, I'm just so blessed in that way. I hate this. I don't want to sound like cliche or like fucking Ellen DeGeneres or something, but I really am fucking blessed in that way by those people, man. I'm lucky. I'm... Yeah. And I'm friends with some of them and, and they're your friends. And, and I, I feel the same way, dude, but I just think it's funny that there's some some friends that you have that me and you are probably the only mutual friends because I, I, I'm crazy like that. I'll just hit add. I'll be like, oh, this person looks interesting. There was this one dude. I don't even know his name or if I still have him as a friend. It, and his profile just made me laugh. And I click on it. Mutual friend, Scott Morton. And then I, I'm like, this dude's hilarious. Right. Uh, like, I don't even know... Um, what his name was but it was just his profile was just funny and the dude was not even right um, yeah it's just and, an uh, interesting character just an interesting yeah and uh but i i totally see that man that <clears throat> i did that with instagram and, and twitter uh-huh. a lot when i used to be very i used to be heavy on the social media uh, and 
I got a lot of followers out of it because I was just following like mad crazy people, just a bunch of people. But what's really cool is that all those people that I ended up following, I've become, I've become friends with them and they're listeners of the podcast and they support me. I've, I've met yeah. some of them and some of them, um, I, I have a buddy that I, I became friends with him like that. He lives in, in Houston, Texas. He built my really? website, you know, he, uh, and he brought me out to perform last year in the summer. Nice. And that's, I met him through, through Twitter and Instagram. So it's like, it was just by me following them and they follow back and then, Oh, he has a podcast. I'm going to check it out. And, and we became right. friends like that. Man, I met, I went out in 2018. I traveled around in the Greyhound and met 10 different people from the Church What's Happening Now group. I think it was 10 people that I had named. And that was counting like Joey Diaz and George Perez too. But still, um, and and it wasn't just like going and meeting people. It was like, come stay here come stay at my house and we'll do this and that and come do stand up and just people look just fostering me. Uh, and it's, it's, yeah, it's so amazing how willing people are to open their homes and their lives to you to where, you know, like the mainstream media or whatever would like you to think that everyone's very closed in and very, you know, I, I go to my job and my cubicle and I come home to my cubicle and, and, um, I don't know. We just live in a very fear-based society sometimes where they, for the most part, it, it seems like a lot of people wouldn't be that willing to open their doors to you, but so many people have opened their homes to me that it's, it's baffling. Um, and man, isn't that crazy? Like the people that like you've never met them face to face, but they're willing to open the doors. That's that's really cool, dude. That's yeah, really and I mean, thing. um, I connect with some of these people more than you know people that I know in town that I've known for years. Um, my yeah. my one buddy Justin Tasson oh, yeah. from New Orleans, uh, I talk to him pretty often, and I've never met him before, and you know we we're both like, man, I just fucking get along with you. I I feel like I can talk to you, man. You know what I mean, like. And it's been the same way with a lot of people yeah. from the church, you know. Um, and, you know, I, it, it probably is easier to talk to certain people like that, a stranger, for lack of a better term, sometimes, because there's no, like, there's no judgment. There's, it's, it's an impartial third party to your life, you know what I mean, as opposed to talking to your sister yeah. or your, you know, your buddy about something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing too oh, yeah. is is um not that I'm a super lonely guy but Facebook and social media can help bring lonelier more introverted people together because we kind of we relate to each other we can see that you know what I mean we're like meerkats peeking out of our hole and yeah. we see that the other one's over there and hey let's you know let's be buddies but yeah, it's amazing how much those people yeah. support your podcast or support buying my bullshit t-shirts or just just to share, you know, a, a flyer or, or a, a link, man. That means so much. I don't think any of those people have a clue yeah. how much that means when they do that. Yeah, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. That thing, 
I, I was thinking about have I stayed at anybody's house that I met through through Facebook or anything? And yeah, dude, I have. Uh, you know, have you ever heard of Bobby no. Sharon? He he's he's friends with Joey, and I met him through Joey. Um, and when I went to Austin, he I stayed at his place. He he offered his house, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's like, and it's all through like this same mentality of this common yeah. interest. Uh, this you know that's like we like the podcast we love joey's podcast and we like rogan's and we all have like the same common interest that we all kind of like we might be strangers like you said because we haven't met each other but we know enough of each other that we like right. the same thing and it's like if you like those you things know? that must mean that you have x y and z kind of personality or right you know yeah, yeah. i know we're yeah. gonna click on these levels um and i was gonna I wanted to ask you, um, how how did you like start listening to Joey's podcast or like going to? I really found I really I found know. Joey. I found Joey through the through Joe Rogan. I think like a lot of people did, whether they wanted to admit it or not, they discovered Joey through the Joe Rogan mm-hmm. experience. Um, like him mm. and him and Doug Stanhope on there in the early days when Joe used to do it at the Ice House. Oh my God, yeah. such a classic episode. Like, Stan fucked up on mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, it's a really funny episode. <laughs> Thing, it was, it was, uh, Joey was still smoking cigarettes then, I'm pretty sure. But, um, uh, something that, I, I think somebody just invited me to Joey's podcast group. I'd already listened to his podcast before with certain people like, uh, like Danny Brown and Theo Vaughn and Ari Shafir. But um, mm-hmm. I think I think somebody that I just randomly added from another group, whether it was Doug Stanhope or, or a, a Joe Rogan Experience Forum group or whatever, yeah. added me to the church What's Happening Now. And then um, I posted in there one time, I posted in there a couple times, like I posted my grav, I think, and everybody was, you know, clowning on me for that. And then I posted on Thanksgiving, like about, you know, the the church used to be kind of a, and a lot of people do this. It'll be kind of a place that people will go to vent that that's not something they would want to vent about on their personal page. You know what I mean? It's kind of a support group in that way. Right, 100%. So I picked up on that kind of vibe going on in the group and kind of did my own post on Thanksgiving in 2017. And um, I don't know, man, just a lot of people were super responsive. And that was the first time that a lot of people, because this was before I started doing comedy, that was the first time people were like, you know, if you're, if you were here right now, you could come at my, you know, there's a table, there's a chair for you at my house. If you're ever in Indiana or if you're ever in, vancouver or you know london or whatever because there's people all over the world in that group um and that just opened my eyes so much to that was the first kind of eye-opening experience to how much of a family that was uh, how how people can be and then from there and obviously i connect with joey and i love joey because we have similar backgrounds even though i'm kind of i'm still living kind of the same life uh, that joey has lived and my life that i live isn't to the same Mm -hmm. extreme extent that joey has as far as like criminal activity and shit but um 
as far as like yeah. you know a love for psychedelics and you know getting a uh, overcoming cocaine addictions and you know um selling drugs and um you know different family issues and things that they troubled childhoods like a lot of comics um but I've just related to Joey on so many of those levels, especially uh, this is another one. I think a lot of people relate to Joey on is the, that overcoming the addiction to cocaine, man. That's just such a, unless you've done it, you don't know how powerful of an experience and how, how hard of a thing that is to do. Um, and then for him to, mm -hmm. to turn his life around from everything that it's, that it was to where it is now. Oh, this is so inspiring yeah. to me. Um, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of my other it comics is, inspirations have lived similar life lifestyles, um, but I wasn't able to relate to them because they only have a few bits about it. They don't have hours upon hours of podcasts and stories and specials about these experiences like Joey does that just you can't help but relate to him if you've ever been a low life or are a low life. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's um I I think I think there's a lot of people that let's say ne not necessarily went through the same stuff that he went through um that could relate to him just because he's mm -hmm. such of a uh, inspiring person. So he gives that advice and all that. But, you know, it's like, I, you know, like if, if you say low life, I feel like it's kind of downplaying it too, though, because people that appear to be uh, in good standards. That's true. That's true. They could be low lives. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what is a low life? So that, you know, like, I, I, can, I, I hate let's to say degenerate. <laughs> How about life. that? That's a better term. And, you know, and I was yeah, more or less talking exactly. about myself than Joey or other people, but you know what I mean. De a degenerate lifestyle, a kind of dysfunctional, yeah. uh, not a an atypical lifestyle to the the societal norm, you know. Yeah, I, I get uh, what you're saying. And, and that's what I mean. Like, don't downplay yourself because – I've heard your podcast and I see how you speak. You're a very positive person and, and you believe uh, in, in doing good to people. And, you know, to me, a low life, to me, a low life is a fucking right. sociopath that doesn't give a shit about Right, people. right. And I don't right. see you that way, you know? Like, I see you as somebody that you're, you know, you have the workshops with comedy because you want others to improve. You have people on your podcast because you're trying to promote them and you, you know, um, so... Yeah, because I, I I know some little stab lives you in the back, fucking, steal your wallet, um, and help you look for it. That. Yeah, then stab you. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that's a big reason why a lot of yeah, people, especially myself, connect with Joey is that just that overcoming of uh, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? To to live a a different, better way. Um. Yeah. No, I I do get what you're saying, because he's told yeah. some stories of shit that you're like, oh crap! If you would right, that to I me, think I, would it, never I think really what it is, <laughs> the best way to define it is, it's not just the fact that he, how it's just how he's he's spun everything that was you know 
that he may look at as as or other people may look at as bad choices in life the way he spun that around in the jokes and yeah. and kind of his brand you know what i mean which is uh it's kind of it's learning to laugh at yourself too and i think that's so important in life yeah yeah you know um another thing i, I noticed too is that the the people that joey had around him like even let's say rogan um when you hear stories that joey would like not show up to the show sometimes and and rogan's like where's he at and but it's the, the the love that joe rogan had for him too that that shows a lot too that like he didn't give up on him either and and i've seen joey talk about it like he's like he's so grateful for the people that were around him you know like red band pushing him to do a podcast and then joey getting really pissed off at red band one time squeezing his hand cord you know like they were talking about that on a on an episode one time and it's like it's really cool because that shows shows to me at least that even though you might think someone that like you might feel like giving up on that person already maybe hey keep keep trying a little bit more keep trying they yeah. might come around people do change yeah yep and i always feel like sometimes people don't like my mentality since i was a kid I, i've always been negative about that all oh, people don't change but i know people change no, yeah, for sure. People can definitely change, man. And 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 at any point in their life, you know what I mean? Um Yeah. I mean, it it gets harder as you go on to get out of bad habits, but you can definitely break you can definitely break break them and swing the momentum in your favor. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. And um hey man, I wanted to say thanks thanks for taking the time, bro. Um I definitely want to do this podcast again and look, I'm looking forward to definitely listening to your podcast as well, because I really dig the stuff you and your buddy were getting into, like um, where you had that, that I forgot her name. She was really cool. She's a a comic and she's a teacher or something like that. Yeah. Her name's Heather Joyce. Yeah. Uh, So so her and her husband were featuring later that week on a Valentine's day show that I, uh, I had booked and I was hosting. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I kind of had her on to help promote the uh, the show, and then just to talk comedy, of course, too, and give her a platform to get her, you know, face and voice out there. No, that was really cool, man. Um, I I, I really enjoyed that episode too, and I felt I felt um I felt bad for her because there was I I love how you control the conversation too, but you and your buddy were getting to conspiracies, and I'm like, oh hell yeah, I love that shit. That's the kind of shit. But then I felt bad for her because then you would be like, oh, she's not talking. She's like, <laughs> she's probably not into this conspiracy talk that, you know. Right. Um, and also she's a teacher. So she's got a certain reputation to uphold and a certain, you know, she, there was more off the table with her on the podcast than with other people. You know what I mean? Because she yeah. got that. And I respect that. I totally respected that. Yeah. Which, which, which but I guess what I'm trying to say is that I really enjoyed that talk. That was really cool. Like when you and your buddy, cause there's something that happens when two friends talk and you both know each other really good. Um, and it just, it, like you said, Duncan and, and Joe, whenever Duncan and Joe are together and the stuff they like, I, I get super happy whenever like red band gets on the show or, or Joey, cause it's like old buddies, you know? Yeah. Conversations. So I, I really enjoy that. So I'm definitely looking forward to listening to your podcast. 
it's just yeah. a different side of Joe too when that happens. Um, yeah, man, that's a beautiful thing. And I, I gotta, I gotta go listen to some episodes of your podcast. I've been slacking on my end. Yeah, um, for sure, man. Um, no, no worries. Um, what are your favorite episodes? What are the ones that you would suggest people to listen to and suggest me to listen to? Well, um, you know, speaking of having a friend that you've been friends with uh, your whole life, the episodes I have with my buddy Sammy, uh, you'll see on the title, it'll show his name, Sammy Solorio. Um, I've been friends with him since before, you know, since we're in church as well. And now he does comedy. I started doing comedy and then he, he kept telling me, I want to do it. I want And I kept, I kept telling him, you got to do it. Got to, you know, I kept trying to push him and he finally started doing it. So those are my favorite episodes. Those are the ones with Sammy and then my co-host Ian Burford, Ian Burford. Um, if you scroll, scroll through, thanks for the invite podcast and any kind of, any episode you see his name on it, you know, it's going to be a fun episode Ian okay. or Sammy. I mean, I don't want to downplay the rest of them, but kind of in the same um, same mindset, like listening to two friends talk. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a guest and, and you just go off the rails. Those are always fun to me, I think. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, is like like you said, you don't want to offend anybody or put anybody down. But and two, it's like it's like picking a favorite kid. You know, they're all the podcasts are kind of your baby. So it's like, which one, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to tell the others. <laughs> I have a favorite, but I don't want the others. To. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, 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 but, you know, I, I think um, I, I think here's here's the way I get hooked on, on a podcast. I'll listen to a recent one. You just choose, like, let's say if you know the guest. Um, I've had I've had uh, in the last month I put out old episodes and new episodes of like with, you know, bigger comments like Brant Tobler, Jeff Keith, you know, Jeff Keith was on MTV, uh, disaster day. He was on a recent one. Brant Tobler, obviously, um, he's been on, well, if you don't know, he's been on comedy central on Shafir's podcast, your mom's house, Burt Kreischer's like Brant Tobler is a great fucking comic, super funny. I've had him on the podcast several times. I've had Steve, um, Steve Simone. I've had uh, Felipe Sparza. You know, oh, you have Felipe on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had Felipe, Felipe is actually a big. Um, I don't want to get too off topic or go too down a rabbit hole before we get off here. Felipe yeah. is actually a huge influence of mine that I don't name a lot, specifically because of a story that he told on "This Is Not Happening" about him used used to be a crackhead he used to oh, smoke yeah. he used to be a fucking crackhead and then he kind of asked himself one day or somebody you know asked him you know what he wanted to do and yeah. um he, i think i think one time in the joke he says you know i want to smoke crack you know he wanted to, he wanted <laughs> to smoke crack for the rest of his life but then he he wanted to be a stand-up comedian and he overcame yeah. that hardcore crack addiction to be yeah. a hilarious stand-up comedian and um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to be a fucking hardcore crackhead. Uh, oh, I actually, um, I quit June 6th, 2018 because, and it was getting in the way of comedy. That's actually yeah. part of what helped me quit. Um, so when I first started, there was still like a month or so there, two months yeah. or so that I was still in the midst of addic- addiction. But um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a huge influence on me that I do not 
I do not name drop that enough. I actually, How amazing is that? That's that's pretty cool. I, I'm going to go back and listen to that one. I'm going to go back yeah, and listen to that There you go. Here. Let that one be the first one. And um, he talked about that. He talked about his drug addiction on my episode. Um, it's my The episode is a throwback, so it's a re-upload of, uh, of one of the f- very first podcasts I did. And um, that's how I built my relationship with Philippe as well. Uh, through podcasting, we bonded through there. And he's been... I mean, he's been a huge influence for me to, I, I'm surprised I didn't mention him in the beginning, but when he was on last comic standing, it was the year before I started comedy. And that was huge to see a, a Latino right there and fucking just destroy. That was very influential. Yeah. Um, dude, he's so funny. You, and it's funny. You, you could, you could, it, it's, it's funny how there's a double standard, right? If you were to say, I saw a white guy, doing comedy and that really influenced me that would sound super racist to people right <laughs> right man i was so i just was so inspired when i saw bill burr's pale skin and red hair shining back at me it's so boston up. accent that's when i knew that i wanted to be a white supremacist comic i mean <laughs> Do you think you think they have those? They probably have white supremacist comics that go around to like, they like tour to go to like clan rallies and shit, right? And go to like Aryan Brotherhood clubhouses and yes, and Legion do- of Skanks, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Luis J. Gomez is the leader, and he's a Puerto Rican. They don't know it. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lewis. All right. So um, you're talking about Legion of Skanks. So if I could give you, let me give you two suggestions for people to have on your podcast. Irish O'Neill. That's um, he used to be in the church. What's happening now? He was the second podcast I ever did. First one I did in person. I rode the Greyhound bus up to Boston and did his podcast. Uh, Tripping actually, dude. I love that dude. I, yeah, Irish O'Neill. And uh, that was the first person that I met through the internet yeah. that let me come stay at their house. Um, oh, cool. But he's a cool dude. Oh, man. he's good people. I just had him on 420. He was on the podcast, on the, the not yeah. So um, Joey is a big fan of Legion of Skanks. He goes every year. He's had Big J and Lewis on his podcast, and he's friends with Lewis. Oh, nice. What's what's the name, Joey? Yeah, Irish O'Neill. Irish O'Neill. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, I just know him as Irish O'Neill. Um, he was there. Uh, I met him at Skankfest the year I bombed, and then he was there for my. He actually he was there for my set, my redemption set last year. Nice. Yeah, he was there for one of them, and and that was a fun set. Yeah, Irish is. Uh-huh. He's got a podcast called The Shit Talking Cunts, which is more of that that vibe you know i don't i don't really i as much as i i'm go for a rogan kind of duncan trussell vibe but he's got a really gritty nasty legion of skanks humor with his podcast and himself so i think he would be a good fit oh cool yeah oh yeah dude I, i trust me i'm not i'm not as clean as i acted like i was uh i am pretty fucking dirty they just i just don't post the shit on facebook you know yeah no uh yeah, we both this this was a super stimulating conversation, Freddie man. I really enjoyed this conversation. It went really long. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was great. It was fun. Uh I appreciate you taking the time and I know uh we couldn't work it out in the past, but we made it happen and 
thanks for the recommendation. I'm definitely going to hit up Irish because uh, we've, we've talked about it before. Me and him talked about doing a podcast. Yep, yep. Definitely do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so. message him and tell him to hit you up with a preemptive strike. And then Scott Cunningham would be the other suggestion since he suggested me. He leads the church. I mean, um, yeah. he's kind of our, our, our high priest. Our, yeah, he's the high priest. Um, plus he's just a super fucking good guy, man. Uh, yeah. and I'm sure that podcast would get a lot of listens from just from the church. So yeah, yeah. If, if, well, if anything else, do it for the, the clout. Do it for the clout. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've talked to, to Scott about doing one too. So we're definitely going to make it happen. Awesome, man. I definitely. can't wait to hear that. I'm going to go back and listen to Felipe. I'm going to listen to that tonight while I paint some eyeballs on my room. Yeah, dude, check that, <laughs> check it out. Check, check out that one. And, uh, um, if you're a fan, uh, of Steve Simone, Steve Simone's been on it. Uh, Sam Tripoli has been on it like three or four times. Um, so, oh, um, actually, yeah, I had Tripoli the, the week, Oh, this was fucked up. It was the week that the Vegas shooting happened. Oh, wow. um, just type in "thanks for the invite" on Google. I don't know what episode it is, and then and then Tripoli, Sam Tripoli, and then uh, it'll come up the times he's been on. He's been on several times. Okay, uh, actually, I've had him on with Brent Tobler backstage at the at the comedy club one time too. But uh, that so that's the weekend. That's the week that the Vegas shooting happened, and we lost Ralphie May as well. Oh. So. He was on that on that episode, and it was it was fucking crazy, dude. So damn, yeah. All right, you're on Stitcher, yeah, man. Yeah, everywhere. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, and old episodes like that, probably the best way is just type in "thanks for the invite" and then the name of the guest or something. Okay. But, um, but yeah, dude. Thank thanks for having me on. And then uh, let's see. Uh, let's promote your uh, your. Uh, your social media and your podcast, bro. Where could people find you? Um, yeah, well, first of all, thank you for including me and in, in everything that you're doing, Freddie. Because uh, uh, you're you're oh, yeah. you're you're more established than I am, so it means a lot for you to have me on, man. Um, so oh, thanks, my social media, it's all this is not Scott um, with spaces between. This is not Scott. <laughs> so uh, is is not. Oh, you got the word. You got the underscore? Yeah, it's this underscore is not underscore Scott. I need to change them all to just this is not Scott, all one word, probably. Um, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure no one no one has the, the this is not Scott, like all one word. Yeah, there's no way anyone has that's, that. That's that's a pretty cool that's a pretty cool handle. And then um on Facebook it's comedian Scott Wharton and the same with YouTube, which that's where you can find my podcast that I do video, but this one this one I'll be uploading on the iTunes. Okay, nice. So, is your is your podcast on i uh, on iTunes as well, or just or or is it a combination of the two? Or so right now it's been running on YouTube and Facebook. The first four episodes are on Facebook, and then everything else. I think we've done eleven now is on both YouTube and Facebook, and I'm just starting to upload all the. Uh, all the audio files to iTunes uh, to make it easier for people to listen to just because you, you can't like, Perfect. you can't really listen to a podcast on Facebook or YouTube and then, you know, scroll your phone or put it in your pocket and keep going on about your day. Right. Right. 
So yeah, yeah. Plus, plus, you really don't need video for my podcast anyway. It's not like I'm showing clips or anything like that that you need to see. Yeah, I got I got YouTube um, Red or Premium, whatever it's called. So when I when I listen to your podcast, I just turn off the screen, put it in my pocket. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, if, if you pay for the premium YouTube, then you can do that. But people like me who are poor, we're not all as privileged as you, Freddie. <laughs> Goddamn Korean. I got dictator. it. I got the. I got the. <laughs> I got the password from a friend. So. Okay, <laughs> that's how I got my Netflix. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right on, man. Uh, how can so, people find you? How can my people uh, find you? Uh, so for me, it's um, thanks for the invite podcast, and you can find it on anywhere where you look up podcasts. And uh, and it's Fred. My my handle is Fred Fred Recker. It's F R E D R E K E R. Um, that's the handle pretty much everywhere. Okay. But um, just go to freddycorea.com. Um, C O R R E A is the way you spell correct oh, you have a dot com too i need to i need to work on that that's right you did say that you had a buddy who made your website yeah he made it it's it's super easy on uh, squarespace after that after he made it I, I took over and i started fucking around with it just square squarespace is pretty cool just dra- drag and drop man how big of a bong hit did you take before this picture for the uh thanks for the invite podcast <laughs> <laughs> I look pretty fucked up. <laughs> you look awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Man, controlling the fat man, John Joyce, that's impressive, dude. He lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time. It was only a couple months that he went through that transformation. Yeah, he's my new inspiration, dude. I'm going to start doing that. And take some serious fucking discipline. Yeah, we talk about some good exercise routines on that one so okay um yeah i'm gonna be on that journey pretty soon okay i think i found a new podcast rabbit hole for me to go down just hell yeah i've only been on what's up i've only been on like three or four it's been joe duncan joey and then um sam tripoli right right yeah that's the tinfoil hat yeah i love that yeah so um all right i'm gonna have to add thanks for the invite Thanks, bro. That's a I'm privileged. That's an honor right there. Thank you so much. Shit, thank you, Freddie, man. This has been awesome, dude. Hell yeah, brother. So I'll I'll hit you up when I have the file ready and all that good stuff. All right. Do you wanna um do you wanna upload on Sunday? I'm down. Okay. This upcoming Sunday? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what day of the week you usually like to upload. Joey told me always Sundays and Wednesdays. That's what Uncle Joey told you? Yep, he said always do it Sunday night. So then Monday, when people are going to work, they have something. To See, to. now I'm getting third party knowledge from Uncle Joey Diaz. Okay, there you go. See, I I run mine <laughs> live on Monday night, so maybe I should start. Maybe I should do something different. Maybe I should record uh, it live uh, on Monday night, put it on Patreon on Wednesday, and then put it on <laughs> YouTube and everything on Sunday. There you go. Do that. It's the consistency is a key, though. Yeah. Yes, definitely consistency. All right. So Sunday. Yeah, I feel like that'll be a good day for me because I'm doing improv. We're live streaming improv on Friday night, so that'll. I don't want to like oversaturate that Friday night or Saturday, and then um. So by the time Sunday rolls around, I think a lot. Yeah, do a Sunday night and then uh, blast it on Monday. Fuck during the fuck yeah. Five stars. Yeah. 
All right, Freddie, man. Black. You have a good night, buddy. Go, go. You too, bro. Thank Fox, you, man. man. You just got off work and you've been talking to me. All right, it's all good, bro. Thank you, man. Save my number too. All right, I will. I will. Shoot me, shoot me a text to the right number, and then I'll save you. All right, Freddie, man. You have a good night, brother. You too, brother. Later.